like I said, it's another super amazing week of Nitty Snocker. Brandon is super late, and I'm not going to let him live. You know, that's his whole little tag is, man, can I live? No, not today, actually, because lateness is not pretty. Okay, guys, be on time for things. And we're going to just go ahead and jump into conversation. Alex is going to be a guest on the mic today, and Marie's going to drop some knowledge after she finished her tacos, because tacos are like... <laughs> So let's go ahead and talk about this whole Kendrick Lamar thing. Okay, so here's the the video. I'm going to play, not her saying it, but I'm going to play the after effect of the video when she went in and said, you know, I'm not cool, bro, but let's go ahead and take a listen to it now. Did I do it? Yeah, you did. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Should she stay up here, y'all? No, please keep me up here. I got you. I'll try my best. I'm used to singing it like you know You sure? But as you can see, she did it. She said the word that should not be said. She was like the most cliche. My mic ain't on. It's on. Okay, my bad. She was like the most uh, cliche white person saying the N-word ever. Like, they always say it. They know that they saying something wrong. And then they say, oh, I said something wrong, bro. Really, bro? Yeah, and her words were, um, you know, I was just, I was singing it the way that I do when I'm at home, basically. Like, the way you wrote it. So, does that turn to a thing of, like, is that his fault or is it her fault? Man, that's Kendrick's fault, man. You knew what song you, you sent on stage to sing. Y'all should have picked another one. It's a, a Well, he probably says the N-word in almost every single song I'm pretty he sure has. he does, but in that specific uh, particular song, he says the N-word back to back in the same, like, in, in the same couple bars consecutively. So, you know, that, it was just poorly set up for her. Or was it set up on purpose? It might have been. She was probably up there drunk off some off some drugs. You never know. She sounded like she was off drugs. I feel like, okay, I want to be a conspiracy theorist for a second. I feel like Kendrick, you know, he's been kind of quiet right now. You know, he's been kind of like chill and everything like that, right? You haven't really heard much from Kendrick. They still playing love on the airwaves. So, you know, he's still going off his, he getting his residual income off of being cool. So maybe this is a way for him to just be like, ha-ha, I'm going to get the white man, get the white people, because I know they're going to say it, and now the whole world is going to troll you on the internet. I mean, is she really getting trolled? Um, yeah. Think, it was. So? I mean, I saw a few of the posts. It was a lot of B words. It was a lot of get the Fs out of here, and <laughs> oh, you think you slicks, and you know, black Twitter can really... I mean, white Twitter, too, does the same thing, but... Yeah, I feel, I feel what you're saying, but I don't think Kendrick that type of dude to, like, maliciously uh, set somebody up to be trolled on the internet. I think it might have been a mistake on his part, his DJ, as well as hers. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had a had a role in that. Um, as far as her, like, of course she should have been a little more uh, aware of what she was doing and saying because it's, it's so prevalent in, in society right now. 
Well, how can somebody be prevalent of something like this is even the same thing with the girl who took the gun to school? Like, well, we that's another topic because it's like literally just saying, oh, I'm I'm getting all this racism against me for saying something that was in a song or all this racism against me because I decided to take my gun on campus and I'm white. Like that's you, a whole another story. You know what I'm, saying? I'm just talking about the part of privilege though, you know, where it's like literally ignoring that part or trying to make it about something else. When at the end of the day, you know that you have the privilege to do and say whatever you want to say. So by this girl saying on Kendrick's thing, like, and she said it three times, she said it three times. You cannot, miss the count and say oh i said it i did i am so <laughs> sorry are you really sorry i mean she said that that word often right? all the time <laughs> it's like a part of her language you know just like we say it and it just slips out like oh that's my n-word that's my ninja right you know it kind of is the same vibe with her you know but i think overall that it's i don't think it's okay that it happened but it's more of a thing of if is it truly like disrespectful you know oh yeah anytime you said you know what i'm saying unless somebody gave you the the heads i, I mean because i done had some my white homie said to me and like uh i give him a look and he'd be like oh my bad bro but like after a while if, if you truly my homie and i know your intent is as well then uh i don't mind what you what you what you got to say you know so then what's the difference i don't know her intent <laughs> Like she sounded, she didn't sound like she was one of the homies. She sounded like she was. Well, no, because I used to be one of those people who could say, "Oh yeah, my my white friends can say the n word." Like you're an honorary black person, blah blah blah. To to me though, I wouldn't advise you to go and say it to anybody else. No, now I'm at the point where I no, you can't say it at all. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Like that's definitely a word that should not ever come out of anybody's mouth if you are not. If you're the part of the reason why that word exists, then you cannot be a part of the reason of the of the continuance of it is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You have to stop saying it. And I, I will never, ever at this point in my life say to my white friends, oh, yeah, you can say the N word. Like, no, not anymore. You cannot say the N word. You cannot even partake in the, the blasphemous things that stand behind <laughs> that word. It's not up to you to be. Do y'all think... Uh Maybe we should like leave by example and omit the N word from my vocabulary. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon's here. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Uh, Uber didn't want me to get here. Dude <laughs> drove right past me, and then like I got a cancellation fee, and I immediately fought it and won. So my last ride was free. <laughs> Shout out to Uber. Not really free because you you got a I credit. Still the credit. Thanks, Nitty, for like you know <laughs> ruining my silver lining. Yeah, I already explained to everybody that you will not be able to live today on the show for being 40 minutes late. Dang, so Marie live every every Tuesday. She was on time. Today. I'm late for the first time in what, how long? I don't know, but you the co-host. <laughs> Day. That's crazy. I'm usually here before the host, but, you know, we don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, because the host, it's, once it's time to go on air, is <laughs> in the seat, in the hot seat. But um, overall, the N-word should not be said you talking about fans. that K-Dot thing? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like he he kind of bogus for that. Like, That's what I, I, so I said, too. I thought he was kind of bogus. He set up for failure, bro. He put it on a part where it was <laughs> no, like, N-word, like N-word, 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 N-word. If it wasn't a conspiracy <laughs> theory theory behind it, then he was just really trying to say everybody should be able to listen. Maybe she has enough respect 
to bleep out because every Kendrick song says the N word. There's not one song that is like not saying the N word in it. I just feel like he should be more conscious. Like you brought you bring up a, a white person to sing. Majority of people that are at his concerts Maybe tell are her white. Before. You know what I'm saying? Tell like, her I don't beforehand. Know. Don't say bleep out the word. Or you know. Like I said, maybe he did it on purpose. You, we can't say who Kendrick is and who he's not. Maybe he set her up for failure. <laughs> I don't <laughs> to be trolled. I'm gonna live with that answer. That's gonna be my response. <laughs> mm, just, I don't know if that's the teach her a lesson. Way. It is teaching a lesson. The solution is a lesson to be taught. You said something bad. What's the solution? Go no, learn. I, I would have stopped the first time though, because after she said it the first time, it sounded awkward. Like she was like, "My." No, she said it like she says it all the time. Like nah, she the really first sound- one did come off like she was a little hesitant, and then once she, once he let that once one he, ride, yeah, she just let yeah, you know, she thought. I wonder game. what look he actually gave her in her eyes. Like you better not say it again. Yeah, he was probably on stage smiling. Like, I mean, but it could have <laughs> either went it could have went either way. Because what if he had just let that go, let that ride, and then he would have had a whole blowback of people just you let this this white girl get on stage and say right. the n word. Well, this how many this how many times she said it. Like so, either way. He gonna get some blowback for whatever he did. So I mean, that's the life you live as. A so do you think they should be held accountable for singing their favorite songs too, that have the n word in it? I mean, do it in your shower, in the privacy of your home. I mean, I feel car. like if you in a, if you around black people, then you know that they are offended or might be offended, then don't do it. Facts. You if you don't want tomatoes thrown at you, don't sing the tune. Like I'll be at Lala, and like I was at Lala, and. It, I mean, what can you do? Like, you're going to fight every white person there, you feel me? But, right. I mean, some people some people don't. I'll be around, like, a crowd of people. They'll look at me and they'll blank it out. You know, but, like... That's respect. That's respect. And, I, and I, I respect that. But, you know, you can't ask a multitude of people not to say Facts. a word that they're singing along to. And it's music, you know? Like, I don't know. That's my take on it. I mean, that is the reality of it. Like, people listen to these songs. And just like we listen to... It's just they don't have a word that they call themselves in their music, you know? So, like, if there was a word that they were just calling themselves in their music, like, uh, what would be a word that... Well, that's the thing. We well, I heard one song where he called himself a honky-tonk. We didn't but... initially come up with the, the N-word for ourselves. That was, like, anointed to us by the, the slave masters, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then we just converted it into a term of endearment. So, uh, we don't got no no hate words for them that they can turn into like something empowering for they. Right. And I think that's what my dad was over my house um, on my birthday last week. And he brought that up. He brought up the fact that he was like, it don't matter if we use it as a term of endearment now, like it wasn't ever created for any terms, no matter where Negroes, niggas, wherever any of it came from, it was turned into something very, very bad for African people who were brought to this country to work you know so that is like a real fact and i try to say the word less i try but it's a part of uh, even you know it's a part of my vocab but i do think that's something we should be more like aware of is like we could start calling them what your father called them like uh colonizers and stuff that's what he the term he used okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's true that's that's i mean that's the fact of what the people who found this quote unquote found the country are, but I don't think any of those words should be in anybody's vocabulary. I think it should be more of a situation where nobody is saying them at all. You know, like that is the truth that that word was very, very painful. We didn't have to get called the N word by slave masters, but our family 
you know, our ancestors did. And I, how do what like how just, are we doing them any justice? I just feel like as a whole, black people really gonna have a problem with people saying the N word that's not black. They we need to. I would I would I wouldn't say just not st- just stop saying it, but we need to try to lead by example like we and then we pick and choose what situations we want to jump in and interject about when somebody say the n-word like if you if you're gonna fight the n-word you're gonna have to do it consistently you can't do it when the spotlight on you or Mm -hmm. you know it's you want to you you having a bad day so somebody said the n-word so now you want to get into it with them it can't be convenient (laughs) it got to be consistent you know that's consistency is key for sure because i think there's a bunch of hypocrisy when i I see it. Like, I be around and I see it. Anybody gonna check them for saying that? Mexicans get away with get, get away with saying the n word all the time, all the time. Who? No, Mexicans. Yeah. Nobody check them. Nah, not at we all. We pick and choose who we want to get I mean, down on about saying the n word. That's all I'm gonna say. It's not really. I just, I just think it's just Caucasian people. You know what I'm saying? That's. Because they was the ones who who created it for us. Man, as, I didn't. As, I didn't see black people get mad at Mexicans for saying it. White people. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know. It's just you got to be consistent. If you're going to fight it, be consistent with it. That's all I'm saying. True. Okay. Consistency is key. White people can't say the N-word, even if they're Kendrick fans. And unicorns are still awesome. So let's go ahead and listen to some music right here on Nitty's Knocker. It's the summertime almost, so she's coming with those jams. This is America. We're going to be all doing that flash mob dance. We are? Yeah. We got to do a flash mob. Low-key, we should set that up. A flash mob like set it up and then go do it like on Michigan Avenue, and we all gotta wear like raggedy bro- broken clothes. We gotta wear like wigs and stuff and like that. You yeah. know, we gotta just come in and be like, "This is America. Don't get me slipping on." You know. I'm gonna go home and find my slave attire and then we get a bust. All you need is some raggedy. You got distressed jeans. Yeah. <laughs> you know that slave wear, <laughs> distressed jeans. Well, he had on like some. Uh... Confederate, Confederate <laughs> pants and, and, and shoes. Hi, hut. Yeah. Oh, well, the cannons. Jordash, Jordash jeans. Jordash jeans. I would jeans. say. I thought those was for the uh, Latinos. Oh uh, well, I don't know. See, <laughs> don't ask me. Don't don't ask me because I I don't know. Uh, our guest has arrived. He came early too. That's so lit. Yeah, we usually don't. You know. Go ahead, give a grand grand introduction as to who you are. Cool. Um, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name's Chasen, originally from Las Vegas, Nevada, but now I'm hanging out in Chicago. Been out here for four years. Um, producer, artist, singer, songwriter. Uh, just released this brand new project called For Now. The reason why it happened is, you know, I was all in my feelings, so I had to get that out there. And now I'm hanging out with you guys today. Lit, and we will definitely talk more about your EP and all of that soon. But for now, we're going to talk. Our fave guys politics. Ooh, y'all like politics? That's my favorite. Y'all like guns? Nah, we love guns. (laughs) If it was pink, I would like one. Shout out to our Second Amendment. More guns. Okay, so yes, I do agree that because of the world we live in, guns are necessity. You know, I don't think that we shouldn't be equipped you know due to the way things are like you should always want to protect yourself right whether you have any any type of weapon to protect yourself whether it's mace a knife a gun the gun being the most effective of course but it should be used in its rightful nature so there's been another school shooting in the south um and this one was in texas and um so it's a 
a pretty bad. I think 10 kids were killed this time. Yeah. Or not kids. I don't know if it was just kids, but 10 individuals were murdered. And one was a girl that the young man who did it rejected at one point in time. So, um, how does the normalization of these mass shootings affect education in America? Because it does seem like they're targeting. Man, imagine being a teacher trying to teach your kids. And you don't know. One dude is absent, and he's the, the one guy who who's always stirring up trouble in your class. He always got an attitude with everybody. Imagine he don't come to class one day. And you just gotta watch the door the whole time you uh, you trying to teach your lesson. But the the craziest part about it is, is like the baddest kids in the in the worst of the neighborhoods do not shoot up schools. Well, I mean, let's not, you, let's start. Let's no, stay on the. Let's uh, stay on. No, this is no. This is I'm 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 working my way there. So like. I've worked at, like, predominantly white schools, and, like, these kids, they don't, you can tell who they are. Like, they don't get the attention that they need. I don't know what it is, but, like, you can look at a kid and and tell, like, yeah, he might shoot this school up one day. (laughs) You don't want to make that assumption, Mm -hmm. but it's something, it's something missing because we look at these, where these, where these school shootings are, these are predominantly white schools, probably with some money. So you think everything is okay in there. You know, everybody watching 13 Reasons Why, but you think everything's fine there, so you don't, Mm They don't get the attention or the the publicity or whatever. Like, they need help. Like, uh, like inner city schools. Like these kids are bad. They come from broken homes. Woo woo. So they getting all of this negative feedback. But these kids in these white schools going through the same thing, but just operating differently. I don't know what encourages them to go shoot up schools. Is it a contest at this point? Like, man, G, I don't know. I I went to two different high schools, bro, and both of those high schools had metal metal detectors at the at each entrance, and they had security at each entrance. So I don't know. Maybe they should start treating these uh, Caucasian schools like they treat our schools. Like an airport. Yeah. When I remember going, I went from a private school to a public school. I would feel like I was going to TSA. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and you don't you think because, okay, so they don't have violence in their neighborhoods or, like, they don't come from, like, you know, like a bad neighborhood, you know, low income. They're fine. No, like, you're going to have the same issues. And it's like now exactly. mass shootings is the new cry for help, you right. know. And then it's so easy to get a gun. It is. I mean, what did he? What, what did he shoot the school up with? Was it, was it a handgun uh, or a rifle? I think it was like a shotgun or an AR-15. Like, how do they get into these schools with these huge guns, bro? They're just like they carrying their be, book bag, you know. I'm so like bro, desensitized not, to this, like you not walking. And that's the, the part we're talking yeah, about. The fact that like, you just normalize like, yeah, it's like, like, oh, another school shooting. That's like a warning for kids. Like, by the way, in high school, you might get your heart broken. You might get shot. You know, you just <laughs> never know what you're gonna like, get. I'm gonna be telling my son, hey son. Remember, always be nice to the kid that wears all black yes. and makeup and the quiet one. Like, be nice to him. If people picking on him, defend him. Because <laughs> you never know when he might want to shoot the school up. Like, and I'm going to say that from the bottom of my heart. Like, I really mean that. Like, defend the weak. Like, for real. Because I definitely don't want to be one of the kids that bullied this kid, you know? And you said he killed one of the girls that rejected him? Yeah, yeah. it was a, a girl who was not interested and um, she had an inkling, she an inclination that he would hurt her you know she felt it because and even if you look at the mud sides of these kids too it's just like something is sick. off they look yeah. empty they look lost you know and that's one thing i can't say with like the latino communities and african-american communities and muslim communities they cater into they nurture their children into whatever way they want them to be you know like even if it's a uh a, a mom that's like 
not the best mom, but she's still trying to be the best mom that she can. You know, she's instilling whatever she knows, but she's not letting them make the decisions on their own. Right. You know, they're still involved. And if you look at the the way a lot of these families are, families with money do leave their kids home a lot from what we've been from what we see. You know, we can't really determine it on a scale of us going to every house in the US. But these families with money, they live leave their kids at home. They go on vacations. They buy them whatever they want. They let them curse them out. You know, they give them ultimate amounts of freedom. You know, and it's just like, are you actually being a parent? You have nannies who know more about your children than you do. And those nannies, probably some, only maybe 50% actually care about the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, so you still got another 50% of kids who are doing some crazy stuff like going to shoot up schools. And the thing is, why would they... There was something happened where uh, it was an African-American dude with a toy gun somewhere, and they called it a terrorist threat. <laughs> yeah, all these white kids, and even this kid, is. Uh, they said that he um, can, He's. it's a possibility he's going parole. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I didn't read too much into that part. I don't really know what that story is. Um, Wait, so you telling me I can go get a gun? No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> nah, you can't. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> hey, look, you know, for real, like, for real, like, if if you want to see effective reform in this country, brown people got to start shooting up schools. No. If you want <laughs> You said this before and I didn't. I don't no, I mean, come on, think about it. If we, okay, not, not well, yeah, that will, it will be more of a national it, Think about it. If threat. every black person, every black man without a criminal record wouldn't apply for a gun license. Since it's that easy, do you think they would, and we can get a gun, do you think they would change some stuff and make it harder? They probably would, honestly. And it, look at it think in this light, blacks, too. Also, Mexicans. look at it in this light. The reason that everybody's a terrorist except the white man is because the white man is the one who found this country. So they can't be terrorists. You think know what I'm the, saying? Like, it's like literally putting these, but you're the actual the terrorist. War, think about the war on drugs. The war on drugs was, not a, was only a war on drugs when black people and brown people were the ones consuming it and, and it was becoming an epidemic. Now, years later, now it's an opioid problem because the white people are like overdosing at home and the mm-hmm. kids are dying and, and old people mm-hmm. are dying. Now it's now we have a problem. I've never seen drugs disappear that fast. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to get narcos and like Vicodin now? It is extremely wow. hard on the And now like it. even with Kratom, which is something that is not a drug. But now the FDA has regulated it, and there are only 10 suppliers in the United States that can, that can wholesale it from Indonesia. So it's like when people get their hands on something that can benefit them and make them some money, the government's like, oh, actually, um, let, me, let me jump in on that. But it's like, is Trump going to actually take the steps? No. But I, I actually, you know, it's 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 not really a question of if he's going to do it. It's he's actually not going to because he's so concerned with if he rigged the election or not. And he's trying to stop them from asking questions about if he rigged the election. <laughs> and he also said some really offensive thing about, things about Hispanics this, this week. You know, like he literally has just been on this high horse. 43% of Americans cannot afford basic, basic things anymore because... At, since Trump has been in office, inflation has risen ridiculously. You know what I'm saying? So it's literally like so many actual things that need attention that aren't getting the attention it deserves. I feel like the, like this is gun control topic is is kind of just like useless rhetoric at this point because I feel like these conservatives and the people that are higher up have this logic and this that thought process of they're not really emotionally driven. 
when they, in their thinking. It's all about logic. So they say, hey, 100, 200 kids dying a year to keep our guns, it's worth the sacrifice. You know, and that's, they, they don't say that, but their actions mm-hmm. show that all the time. Right. Man, what's crazy is, uh, like, like you said, the the government they don't really want to want to put their full force into like getting the guns into the right hands of the right people. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's a in Detroit they started using paintball guns, like the gang members yeah. instead of riding around shooting each other with real guns. Mm-hmm. They started having uh, paintball wars, and it kind of like brought everybody together. Yeah, police shut that straight down, bro. Shut it straight down. It's, I mean, think about it. It's more or less like if you think about black on black crime. Like black on black crime happens all the time, but we. We're so like it happens around us. We're so used to it because it's it's us. You feel me? Mass shooting is a new white on white crime. Like I mean, like <laughs> you can What can you do? What can you say? Like that is, but they're not gonna call it that. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> it's just oh, uh, it's just crime. And then you think they're about mentally it too, disturbed. Like, how like they keep saying how dangerous black neighborhoods are and all these like minority neighborhoods. How many stories have you heard about minority neighborhoods being so bad lately? None. Uh, but when you do hear one story of a black man doing something as them getting killed or them being harmed by federal people or the government, it's not necessarily black on black anymore. It's them on blacks and then the white on white crimes with these schools. And it's it's very unfortunate. Like it's it's scary. But at the same time, I'm not worried about a black school getting shot up. You know, I just it just doesn't. I mean, it's, it's our perception of something like like say, say, for instance, like. I'm walking down the street and I see a black person meeting a black person. I'm like, dang, he messing dude up. Like, I wonder what he did. Not really thinking much of it. I walk past, I see a white person beating up a black person. Bro, what you doing? Like, you're going to immediately <laughs> jump up and yeah. see what's going on. You, you know what I'm saying? Same with this country. You see white, you see black people shooting up white people? Oh, no. Reverse that. You see a, a black person jumping a white person? What are all the white people going to do around? Get them! Like we've seen you, you, you've seen it. You know, yeah. so it's our perception of everything. You know, people gotta act like it. People try to act like race doesn't exist. We see color, and that's the bad part about it. And that's why gun reform will never happen. Yeah, I don't think there's much they can do to fix the gun issue other than literally try to get rid of guns, and that's not gonna happen. So now I mean, I'm, just, I'm for that, man. Getting rid of the guns and like. I think it should just be. Like, I mean, like you're. I mean, Europe harsher, has, harsher. Um, harsher penalties and like i just think that honestly the thing is we can talk about it all day but if the government the federal government if those the supreme courts and if they're not going to change anything we literally will just talk in circles for the rest of our lives because it's now even getting to the point where it's not blacks being the the highlight of news with guns anymore it's whites so it's like they're they see it happening you know what i'm saying but they they it's not that easy to it's not that hard to make a law that says you know, how- um, take a mental test to, for a gun, or um, you know, like I think IQ tests and all type of stuff but like think that about, needs to be taken. I'm a, I'm a, this is my last point. Think about how many jobs guns employ. If you think about it, think about it. You take guns off the street, you really do gun control the way it's supposed to be done. Who you got to lock up? Why do we need that many police? What happens to all the police? You know what I'm saying? They start losing money. Who who, they, who gonna lock up? Who gonna go to prison? Who gonna work these systems? Right. So guns keep jobs coming in. They're not going to ever get rid of guns. You need guns. You need right. guns so people can commit crimes to lock people up. Like, you need that stuff. <laughs> so bro. that people can work in jails for, for little free, to for nothing. nothing. Like, you and need that. Unless you got, like, seven mil in your commissary and you're going crazy. But, you know. So on a, on a positive note, though. Um, Black schools aren't getting shot up. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so like you guys, you want, I mean, you guys might want to transfer from the burbs or yeah, go stop going to those schools actually and listen to your kids. The solution to this, honestly, to private school. no, for real, because I feel like like even with the last kid in Florida, there were people who gave tips to the FBI and they did not listen. Yeah. You know, listen to the kids. Kanye said it. Come on now, listen for real. You have to. Kids are. And something about kids, they can feel a vibe a little bit stronger than an adult can. And I don't know. It's just about them still understanding them it's or the what. Innocence, but like, they can yeah. understand and feel things that we might not be able to see. You can look in a child's eyes and tell when they're nervous. So listen to your kids. And with that being said, we're going to listen to a few minutes of music. And when we get back, we're going to talk to Jason about all of his super awesome things that he got going on in the world right here on Nitty's Knocker. Hey. And we are live on Nitty's Knocker, powered by Q4 Radio, every Tuesday, 6.15 to 8.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. Real quick, I want to say something. It's some crazy stuff that happened with my friends who throw um, an event on Sundays at Tantrum. It's literally a safe space for queers and things of the nature. And I just want to say spread love and just really just like show your love to people because it is a really bad incident that happened and i know both sides of the story or actually more of one side and the other side is more fabricated but at the end of the day y'all need to just really take care of y'all mentals if you need to take your medicine or whatever and you know that you suffer from certain things make sure you're taking them so you're not going out there acting crazy and just continue to stay in a safe place because this world is crazy enough already and we don't need any of our curators getting hurt out here. Man, speaking of that, uh, I think we should all like go get checked out, speak to somebody professionally because we go through a lot of trauma and stuff in the black community. You never know what you would be suffering from and it'd be like dormant or you just not don't know. I yeah. think everybody needs to talk to somebody. Like everybody. Yeah, but let's. I don't want yeah. us to like jump into yeah. too much. Of that it's literally. I was just. Oh, uh, it was a PSA. You from, can't be just uh, starting deep stuff. No, it, I, it, like, like I said, like I said, tell us what happened. No, right, like right, I said, really quick. I'll tell you guys <laughs> off air because it's a very sensitive topic. Sensitive topic, but I will say for the benefit of the people who throw the event at Tantrum, you know, stay safe. You know, I'm praying for their healing and their safety from everything that has happened. But yes, take care of your mentals and your health. But it's time for artist talk, and hey. I want you to start with a timer where you have 60 seconds to tell us who you are. You can freestyle it. I would love if you did something cool like that and creative, just FYI. <laughs> but go ahead and tell us who you are starting now. Man, so difficult. Chasing, young black man, out here grinding. No one write me. Just kidding. It's my Kevin Hart bit. Um <laughs> Love watching anime, definitely love food, been working out a lot lately um, for like the whole mental health type thing. That really helps. Mm -hmm. Um, All about Burger Fridays, trying to find the best burger in Chicago has been a big thing. Started my own company called Digital Cassette LLC. We put on events, also the name of my band, Um, traveling, trying to find myself, always trying to collab. Uh, Lots of reading. I've been reading a lot of autobiographies lately. Um, Walks on the beach. Uh, So far, Bachelor, so everyone knows. Uh, keep it on the low. Nothing too crazy. Definitely like movies. Just seen classics like Training Day and uh, what was it? Godfather. It's like amazing. Very big on cinematography and musicals. Hmm. Yeah. And what's your favorite color? Uh, navy blue. 
All right, that was sixty seconds. What's the best burger you found so far? Yeah, Man, so far, um, Bop and Grill. Bop yes, and grill. I will. Go, so uh, far, ooh, I will agree. I don't know. You know, of, Kuma's kind of, Corner is also. You ever fire. been to Choppers? I I have I have a whole list. So I've been to I've been to Al Cheval, which is like decent. Uh, is, is Mamu Burger? Uh, is that the name of it, Mamu Burger? Uh, it's on it's umami? on my list umami yeah, yeah it's on my list okay like you I've been there for like eight weeks so what far. started the burger burger um i'm on this pay. weird diet now because like starting at the beginning of april um i was like all right i'm gonna get in better shape i have a little bit of a tummy like about the ab season and i'm trying to go crazy and then so <laughs> this dude put me on this weird diet where all i can eat is like chicken and brown rice but friday that's my cheat day Oh, and then yeah. so I'm like, look, if I'm going to maximize this cheat day, like I need burger and fries because that's going to be super filling. And if I do pizza, it's too greasy and it makes me break out even more. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. So then I was like, all right, burgers. And I'm like, wait a minute. I can make this an Instagram thing because why not? And then, like people have been liking it. And people yeah, you like, might get some sponsorships from that, man. I'm trying to get yeah. like that free burger exactly. and be like a burger <laughs> critic. <laughs> There's this one spot though called Bad burger Apple. Critic. Exactly, just a burger critic, nothing yeah. more. <laughs> nothing more. I don't care about anything else. No, so you're a food critic? No, I'm a burger, I'm burger critic. <laughs> I'm trying to find the best burger in Chicago. When I, when I was out in LA for two weeks, I was able to do In and Out. How was that? It's Five Guys is better. I do agree that Five Guys is like... better than In and Out. Do you have okay? You got to go. But In and Out is cheap, so okay. cheap. Oh my god, it's it so is. Cheap. It's, it's like Charbroiled like McDonald's. Burgers. But... I like Charbroiled. That's why I like Patillos. Yeah, but I'm trying to do like like, like nice burgers, like not like fast classy burgers, like so classy, trouble. like ten dollar burgers at least. Like okay. I'm spoiling myself because it's cheap. <laughs> you know? It's just plays out. Which was it? Rocks. So so real quick, Burger King or Wendy's? Wendy's. Talking about burgers though. You say you like now. Wendy's burgers. got some good burgers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy's that Dave's Dave's double. It's pretty. It goes crazy. Pretty good, but. <laughs> We can talk about burgers all day. <laughs> right? For now. For now. I have to go get me a burger. So uh, what yes. happened um, is uh, last year I didn't make a lot of music as an artist. I was in artist management and production and writing. And I was managing this artist and it just fell through. Shit hit the fan. Stuff, Stuff hit the fan. Hit the, where's my I'm, swear? I'm really going to I'm going. Let me look uh, that up uh, on Amazon <laughs> right You're going to get a swear job <laughs> since the beginning of the, of the, of the show. You know, you like, like, like me. supposed to change your name. Well, my name has changed now, and there's still no swear jar. So, um. <laughs> but um, so things fell apart with that, and then I realized like I wasn't focusing on myself because I had a really good like 2015, 2016, and then 2016, 2017. I'm like, let me just focus on production, and then I started managing this artist, and it just fell apart. And then so I was like, I have all these songs that I've written. I need to start putting out content again so I can get like that buzz up and start doing shows. So that's right. how For Now came to. Release in the world. And how did you get the song with Super? Um, back in the day, so this that happened 2015, 2016. Like a lot of the the material is kind of old. Um, his manager at the time was Wesley J. Parker, and then like Wesley and I are just buds. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, "Hey, you want you guys want to do a song sometime?" So I was like, "Sure." And then it was a I just had it for the longest. I was just sitting on it, and then finally, I was like, uh, I need to release it. He's about to be super big, so." I Good time to release it, huh? I didn't want to do it when, like, he was, like, at his peak because I didn't want to, like, profit off of him or anything. But I'm like, this is a cool song. I need to release it. It That's is a cool song. Yeah. When I was listening to the EP in the car, it was, like, literally, like, head-bopping type of, like, every song you can kind of, like, 
It's easy to understand for one, which is always key to me in music. Like Shout it wasn't like super simple, like A B C D E F G, but it was like good listening music where you get the point of what's going on and you can also vibe to it. And the production was A one. Thank you. Like Thank you. who's your producer? Um, it's myself for some of the songs, and then Drew Mantia. Okay. And then as far as like mastering, mixing, mastering, that's shout all out. Too? Um, no, shout out. Uh, Elton mixed it. Uh, he took care of this project. And he's like the goat. He How long have you been uh, <laughs> producing? I've been producing since 18. I've been good at it since 22. Okay. I like uh, how you um, gave yourself lit, a little yeah. time to like, you know, like, you know how some dudes, they just be ego like, yeah, I've been doing this since 92. You right. know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean I was good at it. <laughs> I've been doing music since I was six, but I didn't get into production until college. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And, and then I realized I hate kids. Right. <laughs> I mean, I hate high school kids. That's what I thought I was going to no, do. Facts. Those little, little mugs is bad, bro. They're terrible. And and they, they just they need tell you exactly how love they feel. and affection. I, mean, I, could, I, I used to want to be a teacher, but I got this got to save them all mentality, and it would probably right. just do me too dirty emotionally okay. to, to see kids like getting what they need but still going the wrong way. So, yeah, And then I, I remember teacher. where I went to college. I went to the School of Music Vocations in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. Great school. Just no distractions. Like Walmart closed at 9 p.m. McDonald's closed (laughs) at 10. Um, Things weren't popping after a certain time. Um, SWIC is the actual name if you guys want to check it out for like music education purposes. But uh, my teachers are very experienced and they just like like tours and like Grammy nominated. It made me realize like if I was actually going to teach, I need to at least try to do this music thing you know i don't want to teach right away because then it's just like i have no experience exactly i'm not like authentic or real well what gives you experience though other than going in and teaching well i mean like with the music experience like you gotta try like you gotta experiment you gotta release music you gotta try putting on shows true it's levels y'all want to know what's also just want to say it's levels to this rum because wow no, nah, it's funny. I had three sips, and I'm hey, like, it's funny because yeah, Nadia is literally, literally looking up swear jars right now. She ain't think I saw her, but she is. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna buy a swear jar. Like we definitely need one. Yeah. I was looking for a unicorn shaped one. Shout out Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Amazon Prime is lit. I, I think I'm just gonna get that like, one because it's cute. So you you said uh, you you team Bachelor? Is that what you said? I am team Bachelor at the moment. Okay. Like that's the the goal. I just it's not the bachelor. goal. I just haven't found someone that can keep up. In the nicest way possible, like that was very, very real, and you know, I'm always busy. You know, I want someone that's also busy. Um, I don't want to feel like I'm your parent. Like, I just got to meet that right person. But until then, like, I do go on dates. I hang out with people. It's a cool time. Chasing wants to go on a date, guys. That's what he's saying right now. Yeah, you know, he, feel free to slide in my DMs. The bachelor ladies, chasing, chasing music, chasing music <laughs> on everything. <laughs> on everything, I write dope love songs understand though if we break up like there will be a song about you like no trust right <laughs> yeah and i will let you know the songs about you in the nicest way possible <laughs> hey check this out for me real quick <laughs> this one's about you surprise <laughs> <laughs> a gift to my lover my ex-lover <laughs> but Lovers. i think we should go ahead and get into listening to some of your music marie you ready to play some chasing music official music in nahia hey and I was like four different accents and like. Well, he brought this Bacardi and I just got hot. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely a, pop the Bacardi. I'm sweating. I'm ready to go out now. Like oh, party at the good bus. 
You want to be, the good buzz later? I am. I'm gonna be lit all week. But let's go ahead and get into <laughs> hearing some tracks from Chasing right here on Nitty's Knocker. Hey. Okay, we are back. We just had a super awesome dance party up in here. Today for the Unicorn Gospel, instead of doing a verse or tarot cards or anything cool like that, I'm going to just do some giving back and talk about some events that are going on in the city of Chicago. And one event, these are all people who sent it to me on Facebook. Uh, and if you guys ever have any events, you can send it to the Nitty's Knocker page or nittiesknocker.com, and we'll be sure to do our best to shout them out. But there's the Mole de Mayo After Party presented by Pachenka and Ajua, and it's called Sonido Gallo Negro. I'm not sure what that means. I feel like I said it really good, though. And that's May 27th at Talia Hall in Pearson, Pilsen at 8 p.m. Your mics are muted as I do my events. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, and this is something that is going on in uh, Columbia, Texas, and Chicago with the Pachanga DJs. So make sure you check that out. And you can uh, visit Daniel Martinez on Facebook, and he has more information about that. Ray Marie posted that there is an event called Through the Lights, Saturday, June 2nd at 6 p.m. It's a group show, um, like an art show. And Ray does really good art. Um, and it features works based on how life interacts with a surface and the beauty that the two create. This seems like a really interesting event. I'm going to put that I'm interested in going to that. And then there is for the Bear Strokes and Art Beat event that is put on by Paradigm Creative Group. And Paradigm puts on some of the most amazing art shows in the city. They do things at Spin Chicago, um, the Q4 Gallery, they, Hyde Park. You know, they're all over the city just expressing this art. And it's the Art Beat versus Bear Strokes event with live performances by Rocky Fresh, Sammy. Yes, Sammy, who made I Like the Way You Look at Me. Yes, that was my jam. London Low, Esteban, Wealthy Soul, Oz, and there will be tons of live art. And to purchase tickets, text FRESH to 555-888 or allthingsspcg.com slash events. And this is, um, like I said, Saturday, June 9th at the DuSable Roundhouse from 6 to 11.30 p.m. And then there is the five-year anniversary block party for Studio One, Inc. And this is a really big deal for them because they went from having a small studio loft space in the um, the building where Classic Studios is, um, and now they have a storefront in that same building. They've increased their brand, they've increased their market, and now they're having a five-year anniversary block party for their uh, their feats. And this is Saturday, June 2nd. At 3 p.m., barbecue starts at 4 p.m. There will be an art gallery, marketplace, and if you're interested in vending, you can reach out to Deanna Donald, and she's the one. Or you can type in Studio One Inc., and you can reach out to them that way as well. There is a Boom Bap Open Mic Artist Appreciation Month welcoming a special stand-up set by Slick. He sound like he might be up to something. And then some performances by D. Skiles, DJL. This is Monday, May 28th at Sub T, 2011 West North Avenue, Chicago at 10 p.m. $3 donations, 21 plus, sponsored by Radio 1 Chicago. 
My fave event that I'm going to miss this weekend because I'll be in Vegas is the one-year anniversary of Tantrum Fridays put on by Dion Posley. And I've watched Dion grow from working with groups to now doing his own thing. He is a one-man show when it comes to promoting these events. He has an amazing turnout every single week. And it's this Friday, a free event. It's always free. And it's 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. hosted by Murph. And DJ's Jerk Chicken will be in the house. And let me tell you, his jerk tacos are fire, okay? And that's at Tantrum, 1023 South State Street. My homeboy, Corn Fly Kite Media, is having his event. The Celebrity Deathmatch event is going to be going on Thursday, May 24th at 9 p.m. And it's the Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera, <laughs> Aguilera Celebrity Deathmatch. So you just it's going to be playing on the screens. You know, the, that was one of the coolest shows, in my opinion, when we were younger. Um, soundtrack will be by Who Is Kite, and there will be tunes from the Early from the nineties and early two thousands played at Replay Lincoln Park, twenty six thirty three North Sheffield Avenue, and it's all free to play. And they got over fifty beers in that joint. This is the celebrity you should listen. I'm getting drunk. I'm trying to get like you. Well, you know what? Your mic is off, like I said. The next event, which is one that I'm very fond of by Corn Fly Kite. Is the Woman Women Crush Wednesdays event, and this is every single Wednesday. They do it at Light Chicago, and it's free for women to get into the event, and it's pretty affordable for men. I think actually no, it's no cover now for men. It used to be a cover for men, but it's free for all. 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour is from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., and they play Latin, hip hop, reggaeton, juke, and it's five dollar De Leon tequila shots all night. Wow, this is great. Everybody sent so many awesome events. What's next? Still muted. And then we have the Keys to the Garden Day Party by Team Jukebox. The band launch Saturday, May 26th from 4 to 9 p.m. And this is Memorial Day weekend, y'all. Remember that. Don't you come near my mic. <laughs> this is at Bourbon on Division. And the music will be played by J Nice and DJ Commando. You can purchase tickets once again at allthingsspcg.com slash events. And after that, we have... What's this event? Second Friday Art Reveal featuring Rachel Lachaki. Le- I hope I said that right, girl. If I didn't, tell me how to say it in the in- Facebook message. 6.15, on June 15th, it's a closing art reception at Blink House from 7 to 10 p.m. Beer, coffee, and over 15 artists. Make sure you come out, see this art by this amazing woman. I look at her art on my Facebook page all the time, and I think this is something everybody should take a moment to check out at Simone's in Pilsen if you're free. Power Style Radio and ROF Writers Bench is having a fundraiser at Sub T on June 9th, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., it's a night of music, dance, and a good time, and it's a fundraiser for the Power Style Radio Show and the Writer's Binge. There will be music and ciphers all night as well as some giveaways. And that's, yeah, like, man. Then there's one more called Dance as a Means, which is a youth empowerment and dance summit, June 16th, 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, hosted by Everybody Dance Now and Power Style Radio. Uh, and this is at the Harold Washington Cultural Center. And this is something that is teaching future leaders to be empowered through dance, community, and creative expression. 
hashtag dance as a means. And there'll be like a battle of the breaking dojos, two by two dance uh, competitions and all types of really cool stuff. So it's just a lot of really cool events that happen in the city of Chicago. And I think that everybody should take advantage of them, you know, like, also, on June 2nd, I don't know if my mom wants me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. She's having her 45th birthday party. She's a baddie. And she just wrote a book called The 12 Steps to Recovery from Infidelity. Now, this is a book that is very serious. Um, it talks about things that she's went through in her relationships and other women. And it's literally a recovery program. Um, written in the terms of the 12-step program for, like, Alcoholics Anonymous and things of that such. And she's having a book signing on June 2nd at the Oakwood Shores Community Center at 3 to 7 p.m. And if anybody's interested in coming out and checking out the book, supporting her for her birthday, we'll all be wearing custom RP Couture designs that she will make herself. And it's $20 entry, and that gets you a free copy of the book, free food, music, and a good time. So that's all for events this week. I guess I can turn everybody's mics back on. I'm glad I had Brandon's off because he was getting on my nerves. <laughs> Dang. Tried to come sit on my mic. What's wrong with him? Yo, fellas, uh, Brandon, join us over here real quick. Is it a way for, for fellas to bad. recover off of uh, infidelity? <laughs> Being cheated on as a guy? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How do we recover? Well, you read the book. You drop an EP. The book is not just... <laughs> that's not the based, thing. No. It's that, not based on just women. No. The thing is, let me, the let me, book... Let me look, tell you something. So that we stay on track. No. No. Let so me tell... So that we stay on track. The okay. book is about people recovering from infidelity. It's not about who wrote the pieces or who gave their story. It's about people coming from a situation that was not good for them and how they recovered from it. So she literally, my mom herself went through 12 steps. She had to go through a 12 step to recover from heartbreak, from pain, from all types of things that she didn't think that she could ever recover from. So the book is relatable to anybody. You can buy it on Amazon. It's a digital book as well as a physical copy. I ordered my physical copy. So you gonna you gonna check it out? I read it. Oh. It's her mom's book. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into this topic <laughs> of the day, which is summertime Chicago. Hey. Who who likes to have a good time in Chicago? You've been here for four years, Chasing. Have you? I have. Have you enjoyed every summer? Don't no. say no. What the What? From the ages of like twenty to like 22 i was like a super lame so i didn't like understand where exactly i needed to go <laughs> you know spent a lot of time inside i've yet to actually like go to lake michigan and like get my feet wet in the sand you gotta be cool to go to lake michigan wait you haven't went to the beach i haven't yet wait what you've been here four years you've never been to well the part beach. of it was like because i was like man i'm just so scrawny and then i do better in clubs so i'm judging <laughs> <laughs> like like you go, you go to where you're gonna succeed, right? You're not gonna go where you're gonna fail. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I mean, you can't. Uh, okay, okay. I can be fully clothed. <laughs> well, I mean, you trying to bust fits out here? Okay, I see. I feel exactly. like one day, maybe we could have Tuesdays be the beach day, like before the show. You know, daytime beaching because when it's really hot at like 80 degrees at noon is when you should be there. That's when everybody's there. I will not be ashy on air. Are you sure? <laughs> I will not be ashy on air. Make sure you bring your uh, coconut oil. I just bring it for me. Mm. We'll see about that. But summertime shy, right? What are the actual perks for us? Chicago starts. Chicago summer starts when it's sixty degrees outside. Yep. 
Facts. When Has the sun is shining, the officially trees are growing started back. yet? Yeah, yeah. it started like, like a month, a month ago. ago. <laughs> All right, because it's been gloomy this week. So okay. what happened, see, see what right. happened when you can't you can't judge it by that. You know okay. what I'm saying? We had a couple of rough patches, a couple of bad days. We're gonna be back on track. Right. You know We're gonna saying? have a good one day of summer. You need to go to the beach, my friend. Check out the sand and the waves. Uh, I mean, like everyone always goes to East Room, like every weekend not anymore not anymore not that's, anymore no that that's three years ago really just... when the fat tiger parties were there three years ago that's when everybody was there every single see weekend. and then two those three years that's when i was by myself so i missed out i want east room to get his glow back but they gotta stop being stingy with who they let do events there and they gotta stop watering down them drinks shout out east room though we love you <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with food though like what are some of the best summer spots to eat in, in your in anybody's opinions? I love anything with the patio. Yeah, yeah, I like Especially, the ambiance of uh, Reggie's. Yeah, right Reggie's. Club. That's my. If you know me, you know that's my spot. I, I ain't know. trying to be a hater, but they wins kind of slight. But that's just my opinion. Y'all don't know. Y'all ain't <laughs> see me just take my jacket off, ready to square with this <laughs> he man. Took, he took his jacket off, but that's just my opinion. Don't judge me. I mean, they. I mean, you get what they you pay for. They weren't that good last time, though. Man, no, I the went. first time we went, that was. What time y'all? What time y'all go? What time y'all go? Right after the show. Yeah. They were okay. No, they weren't bad, but they weren't like. I had it twice in one week, so I had two different experiences in the same week. You probably caught some bad grease or something. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak for that day, <laughs> man. If they if they use the same grease for two days, hey, that's my go to day spot. If I got a like mm. quick a oh, quick first date, a little quick. Reggie's. And, <laughs> oh my god, it's a rooftop with a basketball rim. Like that's how it goes. <laughs> but Reggie's a dope spot. Check it out. That's true. Also, um, a place that I worked very mildly. Uh, El Tequila's Bar and Grill. They have an outdoor patio. They just opened last November, so uh, this will be their first banging. summer. They have Ooh. some of the best wings that Ooh. you would ever. They put this like marinade Ooh. on them with this lime. Oh my god! Like my mouth watering yeah, they, right now. They lay up and they are affordable. They are very affordable. They lay a big fart on Reggie's, bro. Yeah, so, they are super. You said affordable. Now I'm all ears. El, El Tequila's for about ten bucks. You get huge. Wings. What are you doing after the show? Not going to El Tequila's. Okay. Not today. But that is a place that I think will be great for summer business. It's a new business. Um, and their wings are freaking everything. Like mouthwatering. Their nachos are big. Everything is like really big portions for extremely good prices, including their drinks. They have um, different drinks. And all their um, chefs are from Mexico. Yeah, get there soon before it starts busting. Then you know the price is going to go up. Yeah, I'm going to try to see if they'll hire me again so that I can get a discount because 50% <laughs> off. 50% wow. off on Nitty. I'm going to go well, get Well, it's 25% off for friends, but 50% off for me. But hey. those are, you know, like those are some of our favorite food places to eat. Um, as far as fashion, what do you guys look for in summer fashion for, for um, men and women? Short, like I like color. I like to wear colors in the summer. You know what I'm saying? Jean shorts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right shoes. Mm-hmm. Shout out sundress season. Some graphic tees. Ain't no fit complete without shades. You need a good pair of shades. If your shade game lacking, you lacking. I wear glasses, so that yeah, that's, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, oh, but they gonna get some, gonna get some contacts. And, uh, <laughs> you're, gonna be, you're gonna be flee, but you're gonna be running into stuff. The glasses fill up my face, though. You know that's why I rock glasses as well. So like, you gotta invest in one good prescription shade shape. pair. Like, yeah. all right, I'll you look into you. it. That's for the ladies, bro. For the ladies, <laughs> mysteriousness. He did say sundress season, though. That That's Shout your favorite part about season. the fashion. That's why I wear glasses, to look at sundresses without noticing being able to look at sundresses. Like, <laughs> Brandon tried you to be Brandon is an actual sleazy pack you today. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they trade the spots. Stare. I don't know. It's the, it's the rum. I think it's the rum. 
I think my favorite part of it is the is the the colors that really look good on melanated skin. Ooh. I like people think Orange. I'm weird because I really like to get as dark as possible in the summer. Like I enjoy browning in the summer because when you put on mustards and greens and like the color, it just and then you put that oil on, it just glistens off of you and you just the baddest thing walking down the street. Uh, you gotta space that out. I'm I'm too dark for all that. See, I got I got green, black people in green. No, 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 no. no. I don't, I don't mind getting darker, but like I don't want to start off June thirtieth super dark. I want to like space it out, you know, because I, I have I haven't yet seen how far I can go yet. So I've been <laughs> <laughs> <get> to burn. <laughs> I want to space it out. You're not trying out. to get to the jacket. I'm not trying to like like get to look at me. I am the captain now. Yet. I'm, not try, I'm not trying to get there yet, you know. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a glorious thing to see people's attitudes change in the summer as well you know people get way happier than the gloomy winter months and that goes into fun like what are fun things to do beyond the beach i mean the beach is fun because they do have the volleyball nets man it's good to just be able to go out on the walk (laughs) yeah i don't like crowded beaches like maybe i used to to work as as a lifeguard at the beach for like four years so like i hate the beach generally because i feel like when i go there as a civilian, I'm still working. Like, I'm like, oh, she about to drown. <laughs> like, type stuff. But I like private beaches, and, like, I, I love to go off the point. Like, when you're in mm-hmm. High Park, the point on 57, yeah. you go by the rocks, no lifeguards, no sand. You just swim off. It's shallow. It's amazing. Man, I grew Only up Brandon knows how to do that because he's a lifeguard. <laughs> I, grew I will up in, never in, swim in, in those Harvey. So, like, <laughs> all I used to hear about when I was a shorty was the stories about how people was getting shot at the beach. So, I ain't go to the beach for the first time until last year. <laughs> They, hey, they talk about you in, in stories, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, they do, but you know, like that guy that never left the block. You know, like nah, I, 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 I would leave the block. Bro. The, I was never been to the beach, bro. Like, I just wouldn't go to the beach because it was like you said, it was too crowded. Alex Draft has I the beach. Want, like I ain't want to get there's shot. There's the beach. Like, like it's a foreign place for Look you. Look at all them Negroes out there. Let <laughs> <laughs> me keep riding. Someone's gonna die. The, another really amazing part, in my opinion, is um, festivals. It's music festival season. I'm out here. I got my Lala tickets. We're going to be at North Coast. You already got Lala tickets and Gee, didn't give me any? I made, You are so foul. I, mean, I just what made my final. friend hey, are you? Hey. What let me, tell you, let me uh, tell you how I did this. Ooh. I put my tickets on layaway. So, you know, Lala, they got options now. Oh, you, layaway? Dude, you can, you can either play oh, you flat making out. Oh, you're making that monthly payment. I get you. You can do a monthly payment. Like, it's two monthly payments. Bam. Done. They took it out Thursday. I wasn't expecting it. I was kind of mad, but I'm like, hey, it's Lala. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be at North Coast. You already know. Like, oh, it's going to be lit. Oh, anywhere that um, either Milk and Cooks or Good Sex is. I'm Shout gonna, out my homies, Milk gonna and Cooks, Good in Sex, there, um, and Apollo. And the Good them. Bus. I'm going to sit in the... Man. Yeah, he canceled. He's going to be out of amazing. town. Yeah. But that's still... That's still and that's another <laughs> big part of it. Yeah, the Good Bus is something that uh, DJ Good Sex and um, Good Sex in general, they've been working on it, Colin and Joe. And the good bus is almost complete. It's been painted. There, the sound systems are set up. The bunks are inside of the bus, and they are installing the roof, uh, the rooftop stage or the hey. top of the bus stage to it. And they are driving it to summer camp this weekend. Crazy. So it's definitely. Uh, we went to the little opening party, and it was a really amazing feeling they were so excited and it plays really good sound you know it was beautiful like i've like we saw the process we had been a couple of times just seeing the different phases of it and it, i even put some elbow work in man sending the bus yeah band. that was definitely lit. was uh good for my arms this year because 
I feel a little stronger than I've ever felt because sanding is not easy, okay? Don't ever make your girlfriend sand down a car with you because she will hate you forever. Dang. So make her sand down a car with you. Got it. Gross. Oh, you trying to break up with somebody? That's how you know it's real. (laughs) You trying to get dumped? She dump you because you you actually do some work with you. No, that's that's (laughs) this a bonding experience. That's real dangerous. It's not that dangerous. All you gotta do. is What if it? You take it off and accidentally saw your arm off or sand your arm down? You'll be bloody. Okay, we're going into commercial now, guys. (laughs) We don't even have commercials. What are you talking about? Just sand. <laughs> sanding buses sander, down is not really saw. hard. <laughs> no, but no, I said if it sands you, if it we know uh, hits your arm. We know Nitty ain't never used no no power tools <laughs> until recently. I did it. You know why? Because my father's a construction worker, and he told us that we could not. I asked him if I could work as a construction worker because he makes so much money per hour, and I was like, "Let me be one." And he was like. I would never let you be a construction worker. You know One, to, because men are horrible. And you know two, to because the, the physical work. Yes, I yeah, do know how his, to change the tire. His like, knees you know are going to be messed up in like yeah. five, ten years. I don't. You don't know how to change the tire. Do you have to repeat that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I told I, you that in confidence in front of this mic. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had to ask because that I wasn't expecting that, bro. I, I can change on. the tire. I can do an oil change. I refuse to do one, but I know how to do one. I can do an oil change. That's like sick. I'm, a, I'm yeah. over on top of the car type stuff. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Figure that out. Well, no, a real down to the nitty gritty oil change where you go underneath. Change the filter. Change the, the pan. Changing the filter. Oh, yeah. oh, alright. You don't know how to yeah, do that. Yeah, either, I don't huh? do that. Uh huh. <laughs> Do you know how to change a door panel? Yes. And like if your mirror, like somebody knocks your side mirror off. I know, you know I do how all to, that. No, you w- don't. Windshield wipers, all that. I didn't say windshield wipers. You just don't know how to change the tire. I That's it. That. I, That's it. You get a pass, bro. <laughs> oh, Marie know how to do all of that. She like, y'all sleeping. I'm over here. She worked for Ford. Hey, I don't mean to give out a You should make YouTube info. videos about She worked for Ford. That don't count. <laughs> you should make YouTube videos. She built her own car. Facts. For the Jeez, ones right. like us who She built a DeLorean on Baby. 2018, you ain't seen it yet. <laughs> she going back in time right now. Marie gonna pull up next week with a car we've never seen before. Right, tell her, this a foreign. This a foreign. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ding ding ding. But Chase, what 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 can what can we expect? <laughs> It's eight o'clock. I'm <laughs> definitely tipsy. Like I'm off the shit. Let me no. get some more of that. Hey, of let's eat. It's almost that time. Let's you it know. Up. Fill the cup to the top. Y'all kind of got me feeling decent. Right? <laughs> hey, it's for we y'all. We over here lit, so y'all know the last five <laughs> minutes finna go crazy. Hey, you gonna, you gonna you gonna take us home with something decent? I can somebody can dance to. You know what I'm but saying? But what can we uh, expect from you musically this? Coming up, like, do you have any more shows coming um, up? I'm working on a new show. As soon as I have the information, I'll send it your way. Um, working on two new projects. One is called Pretty Lights. That's between me and a guitarist named Thaddeus Jordan. Oh, you want to know something cool? What? I have a song to something called Pretty Lights. Ooh. It's a beat that oh, my homie Roman Flowers made for me. Pretty Lost. My bad. That's the name of us. Oh. My bad. I'm going to sleep. But uh, <laughs> him and I are working on a project, and then Digital Cassette will be coming out with an actual EP sometime this year, which is the name of my band, and we're really dope. So if you guys actually like my EP for now, then check out uh, my future projects coming forward. Okay. And what's your... Yeah, what's your... Social you guys media. can find me at Chasing Music Everything because consistency Chasing is key. with the O. C H A S O N Music at C H A S O N M U S I C. Chasing Music. Chasing Music with an O. 
With an O. Like Jason with the CH. Like, oh, that's going to be the sound. Yo, yeah, when it's going quick down. sidebar. Uh, you going to cut me off while I'm singing? Yes. How rude are you? Yes. Cut off your mic. I turned your mic off. No, I turned it off because you cut me off. You can't cut me off. I'm Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is. No, but real, real quick, we we had a conversation off air. Uh, Chasen's father is. Oh, uh, he's, he is a sigma. He is a sigma. Uh, that is facts. Are you gonna follow in his footsteps? You know, right now I can't because I only have an associate's degree. Ah. And if I want to be like, 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 can you be a teacher with associates? No. No. Like right now, my main goal is like I'm gonna music. make this music thing yeah, work. Hey. I've been making moves. Hey man, but, make it pop, bro. Um, I think it'd be a cool experience, and then like especially the amount of community work that they do. Right. But like to be, if I want to be in his chapter that he's in, you need at least a bachelor's. Gotcha. And I don't want to pay money to go back to school at the moment. So. Nah, for sure. <laughs> Forget that. Me either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm too old to be a, like. Uh, is it an age cutoff? No, or? there isn't. Like you can join. You can join after college. Um, if you like, yeah, they're like city chapters. They don't city respect chapters. that though. Like, you know, no, they like, do. They, they do. definitely really? do. It's they the same do. thing. It's, it's the exact just, same thing. I just don't want to. I feel like it's like coming out like out the D League or something. Like, nah, you're in the NBA, but you can't nah. out the D League. You black drafted, black you fraternities, know, like, especially, are very <laughs> like work. Right. for the culture, and like they're definitely about giving back. It's not like the other fraternities were just like let's turn up, like, but especially when they're older. And like I've seen some of their parties, and I've seen pictures from their parties because like my dad's in the fraternity, and it's just. It's cool, but then they also like the next day at six a.m. They'll be there passing out clothes, cleaning up the church. I have like, a question like, though. I have an answer. Would you feed half of like you found the best burger in the world, right? And all you had left was a like it was like that was a situation where it's like you're on the desert. If you could do this, would you give half of your burger to a unicorn who tells you that they could potentially save your life in six months? Like, you wouldn't be desolate. Would you believe the unicorn and give them half of your favorite fucking... I'm sick. Yeah, you can put a dollar in. <laughs> that would be rare. No more Bacardi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Marie, where can <laughs> we find you? you? No, I'm asking him a question. Don't cut me off. Yes, up. I would. I mean, would like, regardless, regardless, unicorn? I would give half away if it's just, like, you and me. You know, you and the unicorn. Like, if you, I'm not going to let you starve. <laughs> I'm gonna split it with and you, and I will save you in six months. Hey, Chasen, really you would. can't come back here, bro. You bought you bought the devil here. You bought a bottle. It's, it's gone now. We <laughs> I didn't here. think we were gonna kill you it that fast. You made me drop the f bomb. <laughs> we all here sweating. I'll see you guys next month <laughs> when I drop my next project. Just kidding. But you can always keep up this week's quote because I'm going to Vegas this weekend, and I think it's also something that everybody should just really try to like channel is to just live with no regrets. You know, the unicorn gospel verse was going to be, I fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. No regrets. Live your life like it's your life because it is your life. It's your best life. Trust. I'm living my best life. Shout out Chance the Rapper and Cardi, and Cardi, Cardi. B for just being so she freaking awesome. But we're going to end the show now. You can always reach out to us, nittiesknocker.com. Um... If you have any questions on how to be involved, you know, just reach out on the Nixnocker promo page and somebody will get back to you. If you want to send your music to the show, you can send it to Marie underscore the DJ and she will make sure that it's in our rotation, make sure it's clean so that it's not as much work for her because if she has to do too much scrubbing, we're not going to play it. That's just the reality of it unless she really likes the song and then she'll play it. But like my songs. <laughs> Until we talk to you amazing people, 
next time, you know, peace, love, and happiness at all times. Always resonate that. Always live that. And just remember that that's the only thing that can make the world go round is truly just spreading love and positivity to the next person in the room. So reach out and touch somebody's head. Make this world a better place. place. I know you can. No, seriously, that's a it's a great song though. That's a great nitty on the air. You just sing me back. No, for real though, that's a really positive quote and. Don't worry about that. I'll take care of it. And until we oh, reach, until we talk to you guys next week, peace, love, and happiness. Marie, take us out.